0: the life of a person who's seeking, help them find an appropriate church. Like you're further along on the path. You know what to look for in their faith statement. You know the red flags in their, this is what we believe. Every church has a website. There are plenty of people across the country where I'm like, okay, I don't live in your area, but let's look together. Let's search together. And let me tell you, if you're interested, let me give you some sort of parameters to look for in the statement of faith. And in that journey, you're actually teaching them how to discern and you are doing what God calls us to do, which is giving milk to the young believer and not steak. You're not saying, well, it's up to you to discern it and make sure that you're really having intimacy with the Holy Spirit as you do so. That's hard for a brand new believer, but we can walk alongside people and we're called to walk alongside people.
1: Hi there, and thanks for joining us today on Study with Friends. I'm Paige, and today we are continuing our conversations about apologetics. This is the third part of our series, and we hope that through these real-life questions and scenarios, you are feeling equipped with tools to help you better answer the tough questions about our faith. If you miss any part of this series, we encourage you to go back and listen on our website, studywithfriends.org, or on any of your favorite streaming apps. For a different treat, watch the ladies study together on YouTube and see how all of it fits together. Now, let's continue this week's
0: discussion. Why don't you just define hermeneutics just because it's a big yeah. word? So,
1: the, the way that we interpret scripture, the way that we read It's like an SAT word, but that's the, that's what I've it tried means. to define it every time I've yeah. used it. You did great. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that was smart of you. <laughs> uh, I caught that too because I didn't know it meant I know it's a big word, yeah. but it's also the best word for what I'm trying to say. Yeah. So, the best yeah. single word. Hermeneutics. Yes. Is the the way that we interpret scripture, the way that we read scripture, the um, tools that we use to understand scripture, the approach we take, the approach we
0: take. Yeah. Okay. So if you, just to let you exercise this muscle, because Lauren has assured me, I, I'm like, do you sure you have time? She's like, are you kidding me? This is great. I love talking to grown ups about grown up things. <laughs> I'm with I'm with <laughs> tiny people all day. I'm so. new to
1: being stay at home mom. It's <laughs> <She's laughs> like, do you want to come talk about theology? Yes. <laughs> 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 so <laughs>
0: so it's like when, when Andrea said to me, do you want to go to coffee? Yeah, right. I was like, it, yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So um, what, what would your response be, just because I know this happens a lot, when you say it depends on how we interpret the Bible, I think a common follow-up question might be, well, so many people interpret it in so many different ways. How can I know which one is true? Um,
1: Which is a totally fair question. Um, One of my response would be that there are are good hermeneutics and there are bad hermeneutics. There are good interpretations of scripture and there are poor interpretations of scripture. Um, What you find if you look at church history, if you look at the majority of the church today, the church, at least that we would call Orthodox, that we would say we all are within the traditional, in a a good sense, the scriptural boundaries of what the church is, on the deeper things behind the wall, we agree. On the interpretation of some of the, what's the word that I want? Uh, On the interpretation of some of the wall issues, there will be greater disagreement than God was calling a people who were evil to repentance, and he wanted to execute grace and mercy on the people. And Jonah's heart was hard. And this is an example of how God is more gracious than we even would be, and that he reshapes his people's sense of good and of justice in that rather than smite, God chose to build up and to redeem. And the church will agree on that. And so I think that's Mm -hmm. one of the strongest answers to that.
0: Um, And by the way, I think it's okay to call them non-essentials. That's a a denominational... I don't uh, like um, the denominational term, but But I, but I yeah. like that denominational term because I think people get it right on the surface when we say that we have essentials in our faith and we have non-essentials in our faith. I think it's okay to say that. I think most people That's get fine. that. I
1: wouldn't say that because I don't really like those terms. Oh, she doesn't? Mm-hmm. But
0: okay. Don't tell any EPC people. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs>
1: yeah. Because... I, I think if if you're talking to a true skeptic and mm-hmm. you say something like that, then you're saying that some of the words in scripture matter and some of the words mm-hmm. don't. Is what that's a, a skeptic point. is going to hear, mm-hmm. whether or not that's what you're saying. You're right. You're right. But a skeptic's going to say, so you're telling me there's this metric that you put on top of scripture that says, well, these words actually are mm-hmm. irrelevant. Mm-hmm. They're so just telling there, me some, they're some are just stories great, versus Lawrence. some are that's, that's a great not perspective. Wow. Mm-hmm.
0: Because the author, the it words that way. in
1: there that are just there to confuse me.
0: That's good, girl.
1: Um, yeah. And that's unhelpful in that conversation. You see why Lauren's going to be a guest um, teacher?
2: I like it. <laughs> <laughs> Here's the problem is we can go down so many rabbit holes, but I want to have I have a question about that that made me. So hermeneutics? Yes. Right? I okay. picking up. There we go. So when we're talking about that, so now I'm going, all right, let's say you got past the wall and you are having a conversation with someone who is open. They are yeah. open to reading more because this was one of the issues. So then I, I was open. I did start to read the Bible and it is very, very, very hard to read. I don't care what version of it is. Like it's, it's hard yeah. to understand sometimes. And so then say you want to get deeper and you want to Google it. You know, you want to mm-hmm. understand more how... Just because you were talking about there's good hermeneutics and bad, there's good interpretations and there's not so good interpretations. Is there for someone who asks you this question that you are having a conversation with um, a good way to help them with discerning between maybe the direction to go in mm. when they want to do some deeper studying that's on their own? Because it's one thing to open the Bible. It's and an
0: important question, too. Yeah, because you think because about it. where, you, that ta- question, where you, know? you walk your journey matters. Yeah, Right.
1: That's what I mean. I, I would say the best answer to that is to be in church mm-hmm. because- But not the, all churches
2: are preaching the same thing. That's
1: true. But if you're wanting to, if you're the believer who is encouraging a doubting believer or encouraging a skeptic towards the faith, who is interested in pursuing more, that- the work of learning a hermeneutic the work of learning how to interpret scripture that's under sitting under the preaching of the word mm-hmm. me meeting you for coffee is good and right and helpful and can be used by the holy spirit to draw you to the lord but the lord's going to draw you to worship him with his people and to sit under the teaching of the word mm-hmm. and be in the mm-hmm. fellowship of his congregation mm-hmm. that he
0: has established mm-hmm. um,
1: and so so her
0: question though is how do you find how do you know the difference between a good hermeneutic church and a bad hermeneutic church uh, here's what I want to say. It's actually exactly what you just said, but I'm going to go a little further. If you're in the life of a person who's seeking, help them find an appropriate church. Like yeah. you're further along on the path. You know what to look for in their faith statement. You know the red flags in their, uh, you know, their, their, this is what we believe. Every church has a website. Yeah. Every church has an about us page. They may not know what to look for on the about us page, but you would. And I can't tell you how many times, I mean, obviously I invite people to our church, but our church is very traditional, and it's not, not, every, not every worship style is for every person. You can find great churches that don't look like my church, and if this church doesn't speak to you and, and, and minister to you in a way that lands... Then maybe you're. I'm. I'm a fan of denominations. So I, I. I feel like just in the same way that God made us different personalities, uh, there are several safe denominations that that you know I may not agree with them on the. Non essentials, but the wall uh, issues. But but I can help you find. There are plenty of people across the country where I'm like, okay, I don't live in your area, but let's look together. Let's search together. And let me tell you, if you're interested, let me give you some sort of parameters to look for in the statement of faith. And in that journey, you're actually teaching them how to discern and you are doing what God calls us to do, which is giving milk to the young believer and not steak. You're not saying, well, it's up to you to discern it. And make sure that you're really having intimacy with the Holy Spirit as you do so. You know, like that's hard for a brand new believer, but we can walk alongside people and we're called to walk alongside people to help them to discern. One of the ways that God calls us to discern is prayer, uh, you know, believers and the word so you know we're we're called to do this we're not just called to take from that calculus we're called to give into that calculus of the believers the fellowship of belief and saying okay I need someone wiser than me about these things to help me not make a mistake I mean that's true for all of us I remember when I was in mops and uh, my mom had passed away and I just didn't know like I'm like, what diaper, literally, what diaper cream should I use? What, what's the right age to take them out of the crib? I had, I just had didn't know. And my natural bent was to seek women who had more wisdom on this than I do. So I I think this is a natural thing for most people. You're not going to be inserting yourself and and you can say, would would it be okay with you if I tried to help you find a church to plug into? Because a a local church is going to give you a tribe, which I think is hugely important as you walk your journey. Uh, Probably they'll have some Bible studies every Sunday. You know, they'll be preaching the word. And and, uh, post-quarantine, they're all, ha- they all have their pastors online too. So you could even watch a sermon and be like, okay, or, or two or three and say, okay, let's watch them together. Like walk with this person and help them um, in their church search. Don't mm-hmm. just ship them off and be like, you got to find a good church, you know, but, but church is the core, the core of, of helping someone not being that only person in their life who's helping them to walk that path.
1: And sometimes like book recommendations can be helpful and things like that, but. It cannot be like you. You, a a random individual, cannot become their intermediary to. And that's dangerous. Right, that's like dangerous anyway. You have to. Yeah. Yeah. You,
2: know, you have to, to the build church.
0: them to what. God created,
2: which is the fellowship Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So someone that was in my life at that time, she kept inviting me to come to church and kept inviting me. And I kept saying no over and over and over because I wasn't ready. I didn't want to go back to a church. I was raised in a church. I didn't want to kind of raise in a church Sunday, Mm -hmm. you know, didn't want to go back though. So I kept saying no, kept saying no. And she kept pushing and then eventually I did go and I ended up getting plugged in. But there was no me looking for red flags. There was you know what I mean? Like it could have been a cult I was walking into and I would have had no idea. I just knew that I kept being invited and it's almost like I don't know, I guess that's where my question was going. Like how do you like what are some of like I don't I I don't want to be the only person that's giving recommendations and all that. Believe me, like that I know that's not my lane yet. Um but to walk along someone along some with someone who maybe they're just want to do some Google research on their own and do a little bit more reading on their own and interpretation on their own. Like, is there a way to help them that way? Or is it really yeah. just like, you need to go to church because if someone kept kept saying to me, there's no way you need to go to church. We live in an age with a lot of good
0: resources and, I, and there've been, pl- I mean, I like God org. I like that as a resource. I like Ligonier.org. Uh, you know, so I could steer a person towards a website if they're not ready to go into a church. But there's also podcasts and like there's a lot of resources. And that's frankly, that's one of the things that we hope to be here is um, for people who are new to get comfortable with the the idea of Bible study fellowship and and fellowship in a group to pursue these questions and answers. We hope to be a model for that. So there are a lot of places where you can see that and experience it. Before, during, and after you're ready to d- also do it in a church setting. I think that this is what I love about you. You want to have the answers. And I love that you pursue them. But it's a, it's a journey. So like you may not be, it's, there's not a script that like here's what you always should do with every person. It's always like, okay, prayer, listening, listening. And then just walking with them in the journey. And, and not worrying so much if, if they come back and say, I hated that church you recommended. Or I found that website completely useless. Or it confused me more than it helped me. That's all okay. Because as long as they're still opening the conversation with you. I mean, you came back to me and you're like, I just don't know about this Jesus guy. Like, to me, that was a great conversation starter. Some people might be like, oh no, I I failed. She doesn't believe in Jesus. I'm failing. That's not how I received it. I was like, we are walking forward. She is making progress. And so I think being comfortable with, I don't know, Andrea, how many years it was that you and I met together. Years. Mm -hmm. It wasn't months. And so being comfortable with God's timeline and God's roadmap for that unique person in their unique circumstances from their unique brokenness that they come to that moment. Does that make sense? And so I know that you're <laughs> it's for a lot of people, they're like, but I need a formula, I need a script. I want I'm comfortable in the context of a list, you know, a checkbox. We have to come outside of our comfort zone and say, it doesn't really matter if I'm comfortable, because I'm not really the one steering this journey. And and being comfortable with, I've said this a million times do you want to be right or do you want to be in relationship? I say that to my kids all the time. And the point of that being, you don't have to get to the right answer right away. It's much more important to stay in relationship with that person and help them get to the right answer, the right answer. When God brings them to that and, and and follow the leading of the spirit and just not, w- I, I don't mean to be loosey goosey in this answer. You, don't, you see what I'm saying? I'm not trying to say, oh, don't worry about it. That's not what I'm saying. But what I am saying is there has to be a healthy balance between you knowing where you'd like to take this person and trusting God's timing and God's process for getting them there. Is that helpful or not helpful at all?
1: I think also like encouraging them to be prayerful in the process. And like for if there's someone that they do trust, like you've taught me a lot about scripture, you've taught me a lot about God, like ask that person to help help you find a church, whether they're either start with going to that person's church and go from there. Um but looking at how on a church website, like looking at their what we believe, their statement of faith, um, if they say we belong to this denomination then you can typically just click on that denomination mm-hmm. read their statement of faith um and just look at how do they talk about scripture and the way the role that it plays in their church and how they talk about Jesus not just the word god how do they talk about Jesus mm-hmm. um and the way that they structure their church and their practices around scripture and around who Jesus is mm-hmm. tells you a lot about.
0: That's good. The that's pretty good, and that's pretty formulaic. So, two to.
1: But it's also yeah, it's not.
0: It's a partnership. But that's going to yeah. be
1: yeah a different.
0: It's good formulaic. I didn't mean to be say it wasn't good. It's good. She's right. These are a couple things that you can kind of be looking out yeah. for. Uh, again. Yeah uncharacteristically quiet brooke i know <laughs> a lot. i talked a lot the last time <laughs> um,
1: but maybe no. you could get like we're also in denominations, denominations
0: i was
3: and that's so why i'm flipping it yeah door. give a yeah. good perspective
1: um, of what that pursuit would look like in a church that is not denominational
3: absolutely uh so so this will probably um bring out a little bit of my background um i grew up in a very you know strictly denominational you know Baptist background you know we're all part of this union of of what we believe together and then about seven seven to ten years ago um my dad and I'm I'm very close with my family uh, I was an only child until age 14 so like my parents and I are super close Then I have a little sister and she's 14 or she's 13 now will be 14 and so we're all just really really close um so my dad started to go, uh, you know, we're all pursuing God and pursuing church together, right? And then my dad kind of started to go off on this, on this journey with the Lord. Really, it started from him sa- asking similar questions to you um, that that you're asking, which is, how do I understand the Bible more? And and really, uh, my dad was asking the Lord, God, I want to fall in love with your Scripture. So the Lord through that took him through a process of discipline first, which is even if you don't understand this, read it and trust that I will give it to you. And it and it goes um, it goes back to uh, there's a verse in John 4 and verse 24 that talks about, you know, God is spirit and his worshipers was, must worship him in spirit and in truth. You know, when you are pursuing God you can't pursue his truth, like the truth of the word of God without the Holy Spirit. You know, that that would be like, that would be like reading the Bible and at which a lot of people do, but reading the Bible pr- from a perspective of, Oh well, I'm I'm reading this. I don't want to get to know God. I just want to read this, mm. you know, because I think it's interesting or blah blah blah. But if you're
0: actually or I want to be able it, to argue against it. Yeah, exactly. Can you read that scripture? Do yeah, you have um, it up.
3: Yeah. Uh, so John 4:24. This is the NIV um, translation, but it says God is spirit, and his worshippers must worship in the spirit and in truth. And I go back to that verse a lot because, kind of back to my story, you know when my dad went on this journey of of the Lord opening up Scripture to him in a way he had never, like like looking at a lot of these Bible stories you're bringing up and God completely just blowing his mind of all these different kinds of truths. Well, that started from my dad being willing to let the Holy Spirit be invited into his reading and his searching. And that really is where it starts. You know, kind of if it, when you're asking questions of, of uh, well, you know, you could Google search and all this stuff, and and being in a church is so important. I mean, I I am of the fundamental belief that you can't do this Christian life alone. You know, unless the Lord literally put you on a stranded island for <laughs> you know. and I mean, John was there in the later part of his life. You know, the Apostle John. So that can happen, but most of the time, you know, God has called you to live this life in unity with his other kids, you know, because he looks at his bride as one, you know, his bride being the bride of Christ being the church, you know, it's what he talks about in his word. So, but even step uh, taking a step back from that first, it's you and God, it's you and him. So if, if God is inviting you into understanding him which is understanding the Bible because God is his word. You know, the Bible is his word, breathe. You know, it starts with coming to him like a child would, you know, like your kids would, and wanting to get to know the person that they're talking to better.
4: study with friends we are a weekly bible study just like the one you find at your local church if you're not involved in one we encourage you to find a bible-based church home in matthew 10 jesus sent his disciples out to preach the word and he instructed them freely you have received so freely give we believe these words apply to us here at study with friends so we have created many resources for you at our website, studywithfriends.org. Just like those disciples that relied on the generosity of others, we likewise are 100% donor supported. If you have been particularly blessed by any of the resources we've worked hard to provide, would you consider donating to our ministry? Monthly partners are especially helpful to us and no amount is too small. If you're willing to give, we'd be grateful and thankful to have it. You can donate one time or become a monthly partner on our website, studywithfriends.org, front slash donate. We always love to hear from you, and you can reach out to us via email at info at studywithfriends.org. You can find us on YouTube or connect with us via Facebook or Twitter or Instagram. It is always an encouragement to hear what you have to say and how this ministry is touching your life. We'll see you next time as we study with friends.